0: You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Booley of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me, as always, as often, is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, it is Mailbag Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it's always a good day when it's Mailbag Wednesday and we've got stuff in our mailbag. uh, And you can send us any question you want at lockdownwild at gmail.com and, uh, and we'll take your questions there. We also have a number of Twitter questions that we are going to go through today as well. So let's get to it. Yeah, uh, you've got the
0: questions, Tony, so I'll hand it off to you. You uh, you start firing them off here.
1: All right, Justin asks, can't remember if you've answered this, but who would you prefer to see at the, uh, the number one center role next season, whether a free agent, reasonable trade, or current player?
0: Uh, I know you've said Sorelli in the past from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm a big Anthony Sorelli stand. Yeah. And he's young too, right? And he's got some good underlying numbers that you think that he could even be had if, if possible.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. He is an incredible player. And the only way that he could really be had is via like a trade or maybe an offer sheet. Uh, just because Tampa Bay is so hard against the cap, and they have no, um, they, first of all, they don't really have very many defensemen signed past this year. I think, mm-hmm. I think it is Hedman and McDonough, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Oh, and uh, and Braden Coburn, who kind of sucks, and that's all that's <laughs> under contract for for next year. And then, uh, and then. All of their forwards that, you know, make like, say, $5 million that you could move to clear up mm-hmm. room for Sorelli all have no trade clauses. So we in Minnesota know how hard it is to move a no trade clause. And maybe you're able to to flip one of them, except, you know, Florida's got no state tax. And a lot of those guys took discounts to stay in Florida where there is no state tax. Ah, uh, so you know they're losing money if they go anywhere else, pretty much. So yeah, I would, I would say that is my number one target. Um, I am also a fan of either uh, acquiring Nick or Ryan Suzuki, uh, via trade. Um, is there, there's a, there's a, yeah, uh, Peyton Krebs from Vegas is someone else I would target in a trade. Basically, just everyone that we would have traded for at the trade deadline. number one center uh, or a potential number one center and also uh anthony sorelli
0: okay well i'm gonna say sorelli just to be in solidarity but uh if that can't happen to be done um i'm gonna say this year's first round draft pick
1: yeah or one of the two right youth movement all right uh polar bears for global warming asks okay uh K uh Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala together or on different lines? Good argument for both. I will start this out and say I think they should definitely be on different lines because when you look at uh when you look at the possibility of you know loading up the top line, that's pretty exciting, and some of the top teams in the league do that, like Boston. But, you know, there's also a lot of success in, in just taking a superstar player and being like, okay, well, you know. There's only one puck on the ice, and I I gotta imagine that Kirill Kaprazov's role on his line and Kevin Fiala's role on his line are going to be pretty similar. I, I think that I think they're both going to be expected to be like the primary puck handler, the zone entry guy, the guy who sets up others and themselves to score. So I I think putting those guys on different lines and being able to throw multiple ways of a, of a potential superstar player at the opponents. I I think that appeals to me a lot. And of course, like put them together on the power play, right? Where you have mm-hmm. the numbers advantage. Put them together at 3 on 3 overtime. Woo baby. Ooh. I am fanning myself. <laughs> I I mostly agree with you there.
0: At the same time, I'm going to say, no, stack the top line. We've never seen a top line in Minnesota that could rival something like uh, what Edmonton has or even what, what the Colorado Avalanche put out there on a nightly basis. I'm not going to say that uh, Kaprasov and Fiala are capable of scoring 100 points in a season like like the best player in the world, Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, on his flank would do, but we got to at least give it a shot. And if they score 70 points each, if they score 80 points each, I think it's worth it. Load that top line up. Be a team, be a line that that every team needs to shut down. Cause I think that opens up more for what the middle six players can do. I think there's some decent talent with like Luke Cunn and Ryan Donato and um and Jules Ericksonak and Jordan Greenway there that could uh be freed up. You you've got Eric Stahl, you've got uh you've got um matt zuccarello who's a, a good playmaker in his own right uh, that we haven't seen and maybe you put him on the lower line you got zach parisi like you could free those guys up against weaker competition a lot if you just stack that top line so i'm gonna say put them together
1: mm-hmm. all right uh do we have time for one more uh yeah let's get one more in all right uh here's a, here's a quick one uh detective remington asks Favorite all-time goalie mask? Ooh, good one. Um, I,
0: I'm i going to say Mike Richter all-time. I think his sta- Statue of Liberty mask is just classic. And I also – I've been on, uh, on Ben's uh, podcast before, and I do just love the classic look of the Rangers' white jersey. Um, but if I'm going to say, like, Minnesota – goalie masks i think josh Harding. uh josh Harding has had by far the best masks in his uh, in his repertoire uh pretty much his entire career in minnesota
1: he had a a, a hockey mask that was hockey masks right i think so yeah my favorite yeah, no he absolutely time, did my favorite of all time was patrick Laleem and his marvin the martian helmet Oh, that's a good one yeah which I I like that's a that's a nostalgia pick when I was a kid and I like Looney Tunes a lot more than I like them now I mean like not that looney Tunes are bad but it's just kind of like you know you've seen them it's yeah like right um, yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not here to crap on Looney Tunes or anything like that but like I was more into Looney Tunes I think that was around the time of space jam anyway sure so, uh yeah that's uh that's that's my pick for uh, best goalie mask.
0: Solid pick, solid pick. All right, let's take a short break and answer more questions on the other side. Stay tuned. You're listening to Locked on Wild. And we're back here on Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony manning the four-tier for you on your mailed bag Wednesday, answering your questions. Again, you can send those questions in via Twitter at Locked on Wild. You can also send in via email Send them in, Locked on Wild at com. Tony, you got more questions. Let's keep going.
1: All right. Uh, let's go. No, let's not go back there just yet. Let's go to Anderson, who says, Dream finish for regular season and then playoff formats? And also, do you think finishing this season will lead to a modified 2021 season? Dream finish is obviously <laughs> Minnesota winning the Stanley Cup.
0: Right, yeah. Obviously, that would be wonderful. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't know how the NHL can come back and actually finish the regular season. So I think that they go right to the playoffs, but I do think it's going to be a, a, some sort of modified playoff format. And, uh, like we mentioned, like we talked in our Tuesday show, uh, if you go back and listen to that, it was kind of posted late in the after late in the evening, but. Um, we did talk about uh, the different proposed uh, and even some of the fun ones too uh, for uh, playoff formats that was uh, thrown out there by down goes Brown of the athletic. And uh, I don't know. I think that doing some sort of like may madness as, as Don down goes Brown dubbed uh, would be a f- absolute fun spectacle. It'd be at, and if if things were getting back to normal and if the hotels and, and casinos were were open in Vegas I think it'd be a hell of a betting thing too because just I don't know hockey's weird it's it's fun and uh it, it'd be like the NCAA uh bracket as well I think that they could if they did that and did it right it'd be something unique and absolutely fun for uh, for NHL fans
1: mm-hmm all right. Uh, B asks, "What is the role of Doobie on this team for the rest of this year and next?" Man, i I got
0: to expect that he's going to be on the bench if, if they can get back on the, uh, you know, if they resume play. I got to imagine that he's in a backup role. Um, I just I don't see how they can throw him in there with a, a playoff birth basically on the line right now um there's he he got the prior to the, the the break he got some action in in the anaheim game prior to the break and there's just still some goals that sh- that need to be stopped uh you know their short side they're they're going through the five hole they, they just need to be stopped and um as for next year, I think that you know, give them a chance to to right the ship and 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 come back strong after you know, wipe this season away as just a bad season and see what happens. But uh if I think that they've gotta have a contingency plan and and if they can get a number one goaltender in free agency or via trade, then then they need to go through it and say, sorry, doobie, but that's just the situation. Um If they don't, I can see him still being a starter on this team.
1: So I'm going to ask you, what is the most likely outcome for next season for Devin Dubnik? That he's the number one goalie, that he's a backup goalie, or that he is no longer on the team?
0: I, hmm, I think that the chance for him... Being on this roster is probably greater than 50% right now, but if he's not uh, a number one goaltender, I don't see him being on the roster.
1: Mm -hmm. I would also, ooh, um, hmm. yeah, I, I would probably say that, he's most likely to not be on the roster just cuz I don't see him as being the starter and I don't see him as being the backup when you have Alex Stalock under contract.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, I know Alex Stalock has emerged. I still don't feel like he's number 1 for the future. So you either you go with Dubnick who's proven to be a number 1 goaltender in this league and, or you don't and you have to either buy him out or or figure out some others. Uh, option, but uh really that's kind of where I'm at with it.
1: Dustin also asked what is the best outcome in terms of how the season has played out for the wild. Uh, let's let's ask this. Do you think Minnesota benefits more from getting into the playoffs in, in like a twenty four team tournament? Or do you think they benefit the most from, you know, not being in the playoffs at all and also uh say like getting the eleventh best lottery odds, which is what they're slated for today? Well the question
0: is, is what does the team look like when they start back up? I mean, everybody's expecting them to kind of pick up where they left off, and I just don't see that happening. Um, Kevin, I mean, you, you hope that there was, that for Kevin Fiala, there wasn't just a whole big bucket of water just thrown on his hot streak, but um, you, can you really bank on that coming back? I mean, you might be fully healthy as a team, but uh, – and I, I know they played – good hockey up until the, the break but i think overall like if, if they decided to even just do the 16 teams in the league that that have qualified for the postseason right now i would say that they're probably better off right now missing just because you can't guarantee that this team with a lot of older guys as well just picking right back up and expecting them to to continue right into that hard uh, intensity that is the NHL postseason.
1: I'm gonna say making it just because it's a weird playoff format, and the playoffs are already weird, and weird stuff already happens in the playoffs. And Minnesota also has you know expected goals, I think, on their side to a large degree. So I'm gonna say they're best off making the playoffs in a mod, uh, in a modified playoff format that like shortens the season or the series, and uh, and lets like small sample size be at play
0: yeah i mean certainly weirder things have happened i mean next you're gonna tell me that tom brady is now a buccaneer
1: yeah that would be weird uh <laughs> all right detective remington again favorite marvel character and why
0: Ooh. um
1: my marvel fandom is more about who i don't like than i like right I don't like uh i i really hate iron man though yeah no i
0: get that i'm not a big fan of uh of uh captain america um, in fact, I don't. I think I've only seen the videos where he's usually with an ensemble cast, rather than like his solo films. Um, I would say that uh, we recently just watched because uh, you know we're watching movies a lot more now. But I watched the uh, uh, the Black Panther uh, film just the other night, and I got to say that's one of the more perfect superhero films that are out there right now. And that one's a really, really good one. It's a really good superhero. Um, really like that one. Um, And then I'm actually curious to see what uh, the Black Widow film is going to be like, because I think she's a badass that uh, that always seemed to be just kind of a bit part uh, in the Avengers movies. So to see more of her as a featured role, I think would be kind of cool, too. But that's where I'm at.
1: All right. And we'll uh, we'll finish this segment with uh, Michael Brannon. You are allowed to go out of your house isolation to go to the liquor store. Ooh. But, you know, in, in this like Willy Wonka scenario, <laughs> you can only buy three items. What are your go to's?
0: Come drink my suds and be in a pure state of need <laughs> state of inebriation.
1: Yeah. The worse uh, you do with that, the less likely it is that we yeah. get sued. Good job.
0: I, I sound like I'm drunk. Um, I, ooh, that's a really great question. I enjoy enjoy probably my go to beer, Michelle's um, Firebrick. Um, I also really like um, Castle Dangers uh,
1: Cream Ale. Cream Ale, that's oh, fantastic. So good.
0: I've had multiple kegs of that, and um, you know, it, it's now a defunct. Uh, I saw that they closed Lake Superior uh, Brewing in um in Duluth closed now but they had a Masabi Red which was scrumptious but uh, I'm going to s- stay away from the beer for my third option and I usually go with like um uh I do like an Irish whiskey so I will I would pick like probably like a Jameson for that as well.
1: Okay. Um okay, so I guess if I'm going to a liquor store, and I'm 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 buying just for myself. I don't have to make any sort of like considerations or concessions to, uh, to my wife who has different tastes in alcohol than I do. Um, so you're in that meat grinder too, because I feel
0: like I'm always having to s- settle for something that uh, is maybe not quite what I'm wanting, just so that my wife will partake with me. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, it's not a big deal. It's just that, you know, my wife's not a uh, big beer person. And she, I think, prefers, like, a, like, I think her favorite cider is different than my favorite cider. So, I, I, I think, I, I think I would just need three things. I'm kind of a simple person. I, I don't, like, get, like, liquor liquor, really. Um, I just need a cheap beer. I need a higher shelf beer. And I need a cider to get through. Right? Okay. If I can have yep. those three things, I'm good. So I would say that my my cheap beer is Grain Belt. It's a, a solid one. I'm a big fan of Grain Belt. Uh I when I first started uh when I first started drinking uh at the at uh, the anchor bar in Superior, uh you could get a 250 pitcher of Grain Belt. I think it's three dollars now. If you oh, yeah. order it after nine o'clock. Um, yeah. So I uh, I gained an affinity for great for grain belt there. I also really like um, Castle Danger. I'll say that's my higher shelf beer. I know it's not like maybe it's not like craft beer, craft beer. But man, I, I do love a Castle Danger a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then for my cider, uh, normally I buy Angry Orchard because I think my wife prefers Angry Orchard. But I, if it's just for me, I'll go with the strong bow. There you go. Yeah. So those are my three things.
0: Uh, funny little tidbit before we go to break: Grain Belt beer was the first beer I ever tried.
1: Was it a friendly
0: beer? It was the friendly beer at the. Well, I th- I think it was twelve.
1: Oh wow!
0: Yeah. I-, I wasn't like hard into it or anything like that at that age, but it was like
1: you just gave should... it the peer pressure.
0: Which, yeah, absolutely. Kids
1: just say no.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't drink the whole thing, but I tasted it. But that was so. It was the first beer I tasted. Yeah, yeah, craziness. All right, I, and I enjoy it even to this day. All right, let's take a break. Let's finish up with more questions in the final segment here on Mailbag Wednesday. You're listening to Locked On Wild. Welcome back to the show here on Locked On Wild. Uh, We are doing your mailbag questions here on Wednesday, uh, trying to get through the coronavirus hiatus, lockdown, whatever you want to call this. It's uh, not quite a jail cell, but it might as well be like it. (laughs) Uh,
1: Tony, you got more questions for us? I do. Here's my favorite question, I think, and I don't mean to play favorites. I love all, okay, hold on. I love all my children equally, cut to, I don't care for Job. (laughs) Um, Morpheus from the Matrix asks If you could have one of the current veterans on the roster in their prime come play for the Minnesota Wild next year, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question.
0: That's a real good hypothetical. Uh ooh, the I don't know even where to begin but uh who are we counting as veterans we're counting Ryan Suter.
1: Let's count anyone over eh, over 25.
0: Over 25?
1: That has played some seasons, yeah. Those are veterans.
0: I uh, s I I guess. But are are they right, out of over, their 30, prime? over 30, over 30? Yeah, I was going to say are they out of their prime at 25?
1: Yeah, let's do over 30 then.
0: Okay. So we're looking at like Ryan Suter uh, Zach Parisi, yep, that Matt, gang, Matt Zuccarello. Eric Stahl. Ooh, Miku god Koibu. dang it! Uh, yeah, Miguel Coivu, doobie. Um, I think I'm gonna go Parisi just because pre wild Parisi was so good,
1: yeah, he was money, especially in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I man. I think if you're talking about a player that I mean like Eric Stahl's right there for me, but I gotta lean Parisi.
1: And uh in Parise, like if you wanna like have a repeat of his absolutely best season, that's a, that's a forty five goal season, something like that. Something Ninety like that. something points. Yeah. Um Man, I think the ones that. that solve the most problems for you is prime Eric Stahl. Uh you know former 40 goal scorer two time 40 goal scorer uh 100 point guy at one point um consistent 70 point a year guy uh that would solve a lot of problems and uh in prime devin dubnik like you get me dubnik yeah. for the first 3 seasons that he was here let's go Right, yeah, and and to to piggyback off the
0: Eric Stahl thing, like he is a number one center too uh, in his prime, so that solves a lot of what the Wild really need in uh, in the in the organization. So,
1: so man, uh, I don't know. One of us can go. As far as I'm concerned, one of us can go stall, One of us can go Doobie. But Parise is a good answer too. I think Suter is probably the closest to his prime, just in terms of like being a guy who can eat a lot of minutes. And put up, you know, a good amount of points. 50 points, yeah. Um, Even if he's not, you know, there on defense anymore. But, uh... Hmm. I think... That's a really good question. That was a good one. That's a really good question. I uh, I, I really liked that one. Uh, Ederson asks, Run through all p- potential RFA offer sheet possibilities for the Minnesota Wild to acquire a center. Might need evolving wilds help we mentioned we mentioned anthony sorelli i think he's you know the the big prize in this uh but you know let's uh let's i guess take a look at uh at who else could be uh that guy i think um max Stomi was a guy who was rumored to be available at the deadline and if you could get him for an offer sheet instead of trading a player for him, and and, st- and keep your and keep your powder dry with either Brodin or Dumba, that could be interesting. Um, hmm. Jared McCann could be a little interesting though. I think he's more of a wing right now. Sure. Um, let's see. There's not a lot. I think that uh, that really fits that bill. Of somebody who you're like, I gotta get this guy.
0: Yeah, it's also really tough just because it's not something that happens commonly Commonly now in the league. I know Montreal offersheeted sheeted Sebastian Ajo, but, um, I mean, realistically, did they really offer sheet Sebastian Ajo? I, I mean, guess
1: Sam Reinhardt is an RFA, but, like, I'm not a big Reinhardt guy. Okay. I don't know. Like, he's always just kind of been, like, a little underwhelming for me. Uh... Maybe you that's know, not the case for you. And it's
0: something that was brought up by by Michael Russo on his one of his podcasts, he also said that, like, Bill Guerin being a first-year GM, if he goes and tries to offer sheets someone, could really be making enemies in the league too. And ultimately, like, one shouldn't necessarily worry about that. If you're looking to make turn your team into a winner, it's, it's cutthroat as it is but you also need people to play
1: ball with you sometimes too when
0: you when it does come to making trades so
1: well another guy he mentioned too was uh Sean Monahan and he kind of talked himself into that what would you think of Sean Monahan
0: hmm um, i don't i don't know like i i like the speed i just i don't know if i see enough from Sean Monahan as being a guy that could really put this team over the top for any significant time.
1: Well, okay. This season he shot, uh, Oh, he didn't shoot like that low of a percentage, uh, just 13.3%. Uh, but he only had 22 goals in 70 games. Let's say he was going to be a 25 goal guy. Like that's fine. Whatever. Um, over the last five years though, he averaged 30 goals per season. That's not terrible.
0: Certainly like he'd be a nice addition to the team. But if you're looking for, like, number one center, I don't know if – do you think that he's that guy?
1: Well, maybe, I don't, he, maybe I don't. he's not, like, a number one center in the way that we think of as a number one center. But he's a guy who's shown that he can produce pretty big numbers alongside an elite playmaker. And, oh, my God, what – do I hear Kirill Kaprazov's music? Do I hear Kevin Viola's <laughs> yeah. music? I suppose. So, I don't know. Like, that – He's not an RFA, but that could also be uh, a possibility if Calgary decides that, you know, they need to shake things up after this season. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay.
1: All right, I think we got one more question, maybe two, but... Okay, so one more question from Detective Remington. 31 team, one-game playoffs, Bruins get the one-bye. Who gets hot and wins all five games en route to a ridiculous championship? Uh the Wild would play the Leafs, for example, and then or just for context, they would play the Leafs in round one and then the winner of Washington versus LA. He said all teams make it? All teams make it.
0: Who gets hot?
1: Who which team is going to get hot and win all five games to a ridiculous championship? So uh maybe maybe a team that isn't so good, but you know, could get hot for five games and win. Who do you got? I could see a lot of teams really um,
0: like I, I, hell the, the Los Angeles Kings beat the wild and they were on like a seventh game winning streak or something like that, or they were yeah. doing pretty well. Um, and they had been terrible this year. The wild have at least done a little bit of that this year. Uh, maybe not, maybe not so much a streak. So I don't know about that, but uh and the Blues are a good team. Like, the Blues could easily do that. Ah, but how man. ridiculous is that if the Blues do it? They're the number one. It's team. not ridiculous. Maybe maybe like a Carolina or a Florida?
1: Yeah, those are, aren't bad answers. I think mine for the most ridiculous, that would have a chance simply by virtue of having. It. And I know that he's had a bad season so far. Uh, in, uh, uh, But I'll, I'll, I'll say Anaheim just because I think that if you have John Gibson... If you have Ryan Miller, I think you got a chance in all five of those games. Okay.
0: Yeah, and they're playing better hockey. They're, they're I don't know if they're playing. Their, their season has definitely been bad. But Maybe their
1: season's yeah. so bad that it doesn't matter because both Miller and yeah and Gibson have had down years this year. But uh, that would be like my like if I was if you gave me like fifty dollars and you said, okay, put a bet on one of the bottom ten teams, that's that's the one that I pick, I think.
0: That's a good question, too. All right, Tony, where can we find your work?
1: You can find me on Twitter at oh, hi, Tony. You can find my work at The Athletic Minnesota. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15,
0: as well as all my work on ZoneCoverage.com. That's going to do it for Locked on Wild on this Wednesday. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get found by wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. You can also get get in touch with us. (laughs) Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your top line of Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprasov every day.